Hey, listeners. Go ahead. Do it. Intro this thing. It's Chewing the Scenery, a horror movie podcast where three friends sit around and talk about a horror movie or two. Uh, We want to thank the Moonrays. We're not professional critics. Yada, yada, yada. Let's start the show. (laughs) Cool. Man, that was so much easier the way you did it. We're here with Richard. Hello. And Jolien. Bonsoir. And I'm Will. This week's movie is Are You Alone? Uh, I'm alone with, with you. you. Alone with you. Alone in the dark. Uh, it's it's alone with you uh, from 2021, and um, it was obviously filmed <laughs> during the pandemic or shortly after. It's a COVID. I shouldn't say shortly thereafter. This, has this pandemic ended? No. Okay. Fair well. Enough. Maybe it's no longer a pandemic. It's yeah. an endemic. Yes. It's a thin crust stomach. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> if you order and rolled. If you order one endemic and tossed. Um recently watched Who Do You Want to Start It Go well, for it. You want me to do it? Yeah, you okay. spoke up. It must be all right. what you want to do. Jump into it. <clears throat> well, I'm glad that when You've got to do it all in French. Oh Come go on. for it. Oh, I could do that. I don't want to embarrass anybody, especially myself. <laughs> I was going to say no one, but yourself would be embarrassed. Uh, yeah, that's true. Um, I did watch uh, something that when when we were recording the last show a week ago. <laughs> yeah, last week. Yeah. Uh, Jolien mentioned something that was an alternate title to the movie we watched, and it had something to do with the windmill. It was a oh, German yes. title. Yes. Yeah. And that reminded me, I watched something called The Windmill Massacre. Who boy. Uh, Is this an update of Don Quixote? Uh, it was more of an update of donkey shit. <laughs> no, that's not fair. It wasn't that bad. <laughs> uh, Stick by your guns, Richard. Come on. Yeah, okay. no. It was It was adequate. terrible. It was crap. <laughs> it was Just ad- call it. it. It was. It was. There's only bad and worse. <sighs> okay, it was bad. Uh. How do I explain this movie? Should I just give you the... uh... Yeah. Give us a brief synopsis. Sum it up in one sentence. We're going to the next floor. When those elevator doors open, I'm done. All right. Was it it called The Windmill? It was was known as The Windmill in the U.S. Okay. Uh, The movie was originally titled The Windmill Massacre. This is an English language Dutch slasher film directed by Nick Jorongius. (laughs) Dong, <laughs> Dong Hodi? <laughs> no, uh, J O N G, Young Arias, Younger Area. <laughs> I can't even pronounce this guy's last name. Does it matter? No. Um, 
He's uh, the director of the Wooden Shoes of Discomfort, which was before this. <laughs> also, a little more mild. Also known as the Wooden Shoes. The Wooden Shoes. <laughs> the Sabot. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah we, That's um, where we get sabotage from. Yes. Yeah, listen all y'all. Yeah. Educational. Yes, this I is can't something. stand it. I know you planned it. <laughs> <laughs> this podcast will learn you a thing or two if you're not careful. Yeah, the the workers to uh, to show their displeasure through their sabot into the gears of the machines and therefore sabotaged them. There you go. Um, that has nothing to do with the windmill massacre. This movie is about a uh, a tour- tourist bus bus full of tourists. Uh, tour bus this young woman who has um, faked her identity to get a, a nanny job uh has been found out runs from the scene you don't know really what happened until later when you're told through flashbacks that uh her abusive alcoholic dad uh went too far and um, she took care of things she corrected him <laughs> does she uh spin her arms really fast yeah. Like a windmill. <laughs> I wish somebody did that in this movie. That would have been great. It's like if they had no windmills whatsoever, but then the killer just swung his arm like Pete Townsend warming up. Yeah. Both of them at the same time walking slowly towards you. Yeah. Uh, so this woman's on the run, young woman, uh, ends up just getting on this bus. The bus driver's like, eh, this guy's going to ask for a ticket, but who cares? Just get on. And we need to get this show on the road, yeah. the movie going. So just get on the bus. Yeah, we got to we got to <laughs> throw this thing into gear and get going, which they do, and it's uh, it's a uh, happy. I forget the name on the bus. It's it, it's a uh, a happy little tour bus or something like that. And they're gonna go look at uh, historical windmill sites, and that's gonna be the tour. She just needs to get away from someone ratting her out for faking her identity. And um, the bus breaks down, as you might imagine. Uh, is there cell service? I don't remember them saying there wasn't, but there wasn't. Let's just, for the sake of argument, say there was no cell service. Uh, everyone needs to be somewhere or get something done. Like there's a kid that needs his meds, and the kid doesn't think so, but his dad's pretty adamant about it. Um, there's a guy that needs to get to the airport. So why he's messing around taking a tour before he goes to the airport, I couldn't tell you. He planned it out. He had enough time unless the bus broke down. Yeah, which he should have known would happen because it's not an American bus. Those blow up. Those blow up, indeed. (laughs) Dutch buses just break down. Uh, Like a wooden wheels. Yeah. (laughs) Made out of shoes. (laughs) Right. It's a shoe at the end of each spoke. (laughs) That's right. It just goes clopping through the countryside. Oh, I love the sound of a Dutch bus. <laughs> uh, but you're glad you're in them when the land floods. Yeah. And you always pass them on the left-hand side. Hmm. Okay. Um, so everybody on the, oh, the, the the bus driver, when she's getting on, says there's room for one more sinner. Wink, wink. This is going to come into play later. She say the the wink, wink part. This comes into play later because I like how meta this film is. <laughs> so, uh, some people are going to go on a little hike to get help. It's her and some other guy who seems like he might be creepy, uh, but um, he gets murdered. She doesn't. She runs and tells them they think she's crazy. C'est la vie. Yeah. 
<laughs> exactly. So he gets murdered by a windmill. No, he gets murdered by a guy in like a leather duster trench coat hmm. who seems to be the Grim Reaper, sort of, but he's also kind of like uh, the Jeepers Creepers guy, sort of. Hmm. So I mean, he just murders people who are going to see windmills. It's not a... Yeah, but they're bad people, apparently. And he's not the Grim Reaper. He's just the Dower Reaper. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's the discontented Reaper. Yeah, there you go. The discontented Reaper. Um... I don't know why we're still talking about this movie. It's kind of stupid. Uh, kind of. Kind of. If you want to see a good uh, European mill horror movie. <laughs> Go on. Uh, mill of the Stone Women. Mill of the Stone Women. Yes. Okay. okay. Check it out. I'll, I will. Um, yeah, a bunch of people get killed. A couple of them don't. And then they do later. I don't know. It's just, what is this And thing? it goes on till it ends. Yeah, it, yeah. I think this guy is supposed to be uh, the reincarnation or the undead version of the miller who had the mill who had been milling bones into flour or some shit like that. They tell you some backstory and nobody cares by that point in the movie. And then he's just conveniently popping up and conveniently killing people in gory ways until you just fall asleep. Should have not it. not in the movie. Watching the movie, you fall asleep. In the movie, you fall asleep. You're so bored when he's killing your friends. You're like taking a nap. <laughs> it's pretty much like that. Um, but the young lady has no regrets for killing her abusive father. So I don't know if she's really considered a sinner. Maybe not. But uh, yeah, so that one was dumb. Uh, don't watch it. That's 2016. How we'll long was it? Oh, uh, let's see. Then I can judge it. 85 minutes. There it goes. It's in the good list. <laughs> yeah, it won't It won't fit into two film cans, but no one's doing that with this movie anyway. It's all on video. Um, it was on a thumb drive and they conveniently lost it. We, we watched a an okay documentary called The Witches of Hollywood. A little documentary about just the history of witches and how they're portrayed in Hollywood. Um, oh, I was hoping they were like actual witches mm-hmm. in Hollywood. Yeah, they will They will bless the movies with their witchy blessings. Uh-huh. If you ever read a J.T. Chick tract, it would probably warn you of that. Probably. I mean, they, they already were quite convinced. Uh, for listeners who don't know, those little tiny comic books, those, those religious fanatic comic books, uh, were known as Chick tracts. Tracts. It's hard to say that word. Tracts. It tracks. sounds like I'm just saying tracks, like railroad tracks, but it's got a T on the end. Tracks. Uh, Julian, are you familiar with these? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and I mistakenly referred to him as a failed comic book artist, but no, he's the most successful comic book artist of all time, <laughs> considering the billions of those things that have been printed. Um, well, I mean, if you're printing things up and then leaving them around on public transport, I mean, <laughs> it's not like he's making a mint off of it. Right. I mean, they're selling them to fanatics who give them away. So they are selling them, technically. But he probably has... 30 bucks for a box. There's a comic artist who's made way more money than he is. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He's not the... I forget his name, but he he got a pretty damn good um, 
comics artist working for yeah, the there 70s. Was a, uh, oh, yeah. Fred something. I can't remember his last name. But, yeah, they actually put out real comic books, too. Yeah, they did. And the, and uh, they accidentally put some homoerotic stuff in them. Oh, they're very, very. Yeah. Was it, a, was it an accident then? I don't think it was deliberate, but. Yeah, it's two guys hanging out and having showers together and yeah, flexing sh- their muscles at sh- each other. Oh, sh- Wait, is that gay? <laughs> is there something wrong with two men being shirtless and waking up in a motel and one calling the other one bright eyes? Nothing at all. Yeah, no. There's yeah. nothing wrong with but, that. But coming from a... From uh, Jack Chick. Uh, yeah. Jack Chick. Yeah. Think, What's going on here? Yeah, when it's somebody who's that homophobic in their, in their evangelical shit. Yeah, well, you know what? what always happens with those guys who go on about how offensive that stuff is and what they get caught for eventually. Yes. They protest too much. Perhaps. Perhaps they do. Uh, so the, basically this, uh, (laughs) before the big sidetrack, uh, this uh, documentary to read the blurb deciphers the archetype of the witch in Hollywood cinema from the 1930s to the present day and tells behind it a social story of female power. The Wizard of Oz, My Beloved Witch, Suspiria, The Craft, Maleficent, the portrayal of the witch on the screen, oscillates between fascination and dread. She symbolizes a woman who does not fit into the norm, too old, too eager, too learned, too sexy. Drawing on numerous experts, the film questions what the witch says about each era and tells, in watermark, a social story of female power, often crushed, sometimes glorified. Today I write that. (laughs) <laughs> it sounds like it, doesn't it? Yeah. <clears throat> this is a, another thing that just caused all movie making Hollywood. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And where was the mention of Bewitched? It it is covered. Okay. They do cover that. Yes. Um. But it's uh, it's kind of fun. Even though some of the experts are just like, you know, I worship crystals and I'm a witch. You know, that's one of your experts. It's like, I don't doubt they've read a lot of books and have done a lot of ceremonies. I don't think there's a witch test. Yeah. Well, there is. There is. (laughs) But not to get your license as a witch. But literally every one of them floats. It's uh, Wickamole. Oh, that's right. Yes. Uh, Yeah. A painless spot on their body. Yeah. Witch hammer. Um, so yeah, that one, that's worth a look if you feel like just kind of taking a little, a little, uh, browse through the history of witchy movies and TV shows. It's kind of cool, you know, and the experts aren't all created equal and it's fine. No worries there. They don't dwell on it so long that you get bored. Uh, we watched the new episode of Succession, which is an HBO series. About a bunch of terrible rich people. You swear a lot. Uh-huh. Y- yep, they do. <laughs> One episode follows after another. It does. Uh, as a series uh-huh. strangely does. Uh, and the story progresses. We rewatched the first season of Yellow Jackets because we tried watching just... Two. Just jump into season two. Having watched one, but a while ago. Is that what happened? We watched season one like... Yeah, I think we finished it six months ago. And I don't remember all the stuff, no problem. So we watched like just episode 10 or whatever in preparation to watch season two, episode one. Yeah, it was like, what are they doing? Why are they doing that? Who is this person? So it's like, let's just start over, watch, binge all of it, and then watch the new episode, which is a lot better way to do it. 
uh, it's great. I don't know if either of you have watched any of it. It's mm-hmm. on Showtime. Don't uh, get Showtime. Okay. Yeah. For some reason we do. I don't remember what that reason is. Uh, we either pay for it or someone else does, or it's included in some package. I don't know. Um, but it's, it's a, it's a good series. Um, and they finally just sort of, I shouldn't say it. Never mind. Uh, <laughs> Does Yellow Jacket fight Ant Man at any point? I well, wish. Not yet. They're getting to it, but oh. they're being real slow about it. Oh, okay. Slow yeah. burn. Yeah. Big build up, and then it'll all be solved by punching. <laughs> you know, we get to learn all about Ant Man's father issues or something for oh, like eight episodes. And then there's punching. Mm. So what's the plural of Ant-Man? Is it Ant-Man? Ant-Man. It is? Okay. It's not Ant-Man's like it is with Batman? No. Because nobody's buying a whole group of Ant-Men. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I'll come in for one Ant-Man, maybe. (laughs) That's it. He's not a popular character is what I'm saying. All right. Who's next? Shall Uh, I go? Yeah, go for it. Dogs, 1976. Do they die? Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, Bert Brinkerhoff, 90 minutes. Perfect. Acceptable. Not perfect. Not perfect, but... Um, Looks and sounds like a TV movie, but gets very bloody. Uh, Luckily, it's people. Oh. Um, A couple of dogs do get, you know, fake killed. Right. While Um, wagging their tails. Yeah. Um, It's weird to watch an anti-dog movie requiring the care and training of the animals. (laughs) Yeah, they're obviously really happy to be doing what they're doing, running around and yeah. getting whatever treats they get fed on the set. But um, then the movie's like, oh, dogs are going to turn on us at any point. And, um, the domestication of the dog broke down. <laughs> right. So the stars uh, David McCallum as a professor in Double Denim. This is 1976. Okay. Uh, there's a night scene with an unseen pack howling, which is quite eerie. Mm-hmm. Um, they got a good sound effect for the howling. Um, I didn't like the movie bad-mouthing the big bug movies of the 1950s as the work of screenwriters who never studied biology. And then the, this film goes on to throw out several suggestions about why the dogs are going nuts at night, <laughs> in, including uh, pheromones, uh, industrial research, uh, a certain sound frequency. They never settle on anything. Um there's a little dog named Cricket, which seems fine throughout the movie. Never attacks its owners. Um, a few dogs are fake killed, of course, and the film ends with a setup for a sequel called Cats, which never happened. <laughs> was that a real planned sequel, or is that just a fun ending? Uh, they might have been thinking of it. This movie didn't do well, so it got yeah. cancelled. But, uh, you know, it's a standard eco-horror uh, of the 70s it always ends with like an animal turning to camera and going uh-huh uh-huh yeah right um i watched a, a film noir i've not seen before called uh, johnny stool pigeon no i'm not which, sure uh, it. successfully completes uh all of the film noirs films noir sorry called uh, johnny something rather oh okay that, that i've seen um this is from 1949 directed by william castle Oh, okay. 75 minutes. Even better than perfect. Uh, Howard Duff is a narcotics bureau agent who goes undercover with the unwilling aid of a guy he put in the slammer, played by Dan Duret. 
Yes. All right. You're in. I'm in. Um, he's, he, he gets more of a broad role in this one. He gets to go through several things. He's not just nut. Yeah. Well, that's good. <laughs> um, so they trace a lead from the moist streets of San Francisco up to Vancouver, where Durier gloms on a broad at a crummy joint played by Shelley Winters. Then the trio heads for a dude ranch in Nogales. Okay. Uh, the agent gets the beady eye from a fresh-faced hatchet man played by some kid named Anthony Curtis. Huh. In his third film. Never going to turn into anything, this yeah, guy. Yeah, his second credited role. Yeah, look at him. He's nothing. Um, so Yeah, so he, he was like playing a support player in noir at the time. Um, he looks really good. The camera loves him. You know, it's clearly like, oh, this is a star. Yeah. Um, uh, anyway, the, the cover seems to be holding till the smack-running gang crosses the border. Um, it's a solid thriller with a well-done bit of uh, composite special effects to cap it off. Oh, I'll check it out. Yeah. There's tons of uh, Johnny Films Noir on YouTube. Yeah, there's a whole series on, or a whole bunch on Tubi I've not gone through. Okay. They have their own little selections. So. All right, I'll have to check it out. Anyway, that's it. Wow. Will, back to you. I don't remember what I watched this week. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, something terrible with Cynthia Rothrock in it. Oh, okay. That doesn't narrow it down because I don't think she was ever in a good movie. Oh, uh, yes, madam. Yes, madam. With, with Michelle Yeoh. Okay. It's fantastic. All right, I'll check that out. Do they dub her? I because uh, I watched recently Super Cops two. Mm. And she's with Michelle Yeoh, but they gave her like a British accent. I don't know why. She's supposed to be British for whatever reason, because they're in Hong Kong. The Rothrock character is. Yeah, Rothrock's supposed to be British. Oh, that'd be weird. But I'm pretty sure she's not doing a British accent. I'm pretty sure they just dubbed over her. <laughs> you know, I mean, they dubbed everybody because it was in Chinese, but <laughs> uh, and it felt like it was they put their names on the poster just to sell it. Mm. Like they're in the beginning, they got some little parts here and there, but mostly you're following two drunk guys who are caught up in rival mob violence in the middle between two rival gangs. Uh, <laughs> not a good movie. Yeah. Mm. But I will check out Yes, Madam. Yeah, it's great. I've watched anything with Michelle Yeoh in it. <laughs> I was thinking because you said Rothrock for some reason reminded me of Cop Rock. Cop Rock. <laughs> Julian, are you familiar with the travesty known as Cop Rock? Uh, so this is the guy who did uh, a very successful cop show, and then he did a musical cop show which yeah. failed. Yeah, he miserably. did. He did exactly. NYPD Blue, right? Which was supposed to be really dark and gritty and realistic. And he said, "You know what's wrong with this? <laughs> Not enough singing. It doesn't suck badly enough." <laughs> let's make something that does yeah is that ever going to be like a tubi i gotta wonder someone out there has it yeah it would be so torturous to watch some of it again i watched part watch of an episode it'd be, it'd be awesome now you watch like this was just ahead of its time it just it was too soon yeah they re they should redo it yeah yeah so um I picked Alone With You. This is a, um, a 2021 horror slash mystery thriller, whatever you want to call it. Uh, Comedy? It is. Musical. 
musical? I wish it was a musical. Character piece? Comedy. Historical char- drama? All of those things would make it better. Space opera? <laughs> oh, space opera. Alone with you? That's been done. Somebody stuck alone in space? Yeah, yeah it's been done a bunch of times. Um, no, this one takes place in an apartment in, um, was it New York? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I believe she said she was in Brooklyn or something. She's like, Mom, this apartment's awesome for Brooklyn. Okay. Uh, this movie, if I, should I just read the blurb, which I'm kind of... Uh, a young woman's trapped in her apartment while she thinks about her current or ex-girlfriend. Yeah. Yes. That's pretty And has it. hallucinations. That seems to be the case. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, that's better than this wordy damn thing that I could have read. That AI wrote. It does seem like... A it, young woman empowered by her yeah. ability to rent an apartment in Brooklyn <laughs> empowers herself to... <laughs> yeah. So this one, um, I was thinking, oh, you know what? Barbara Crampton plays her mom. Maybe she shows up somewhere in the movie other than on a Zoom call. Nope. Nope. She's uh, criminally underused in this movie, but still, it's great to see her adorable face being herself. Um, This uh, was directed by Emily Bennett and Justin Brooks. Written by Emily Bennett and Justin Brooks. It stars Emily Bennett, Emma Miles, and Darcy Cadman. Where's Justin Brooks? I wondered the same thing. Um, is he not one of the guys that sticks his face into the scene at any point? Maybe not. Uh, Darcy Cadman is Robert. So don't let the name Darcy fool you. It's a guy. Uh, Isn't Darcy a guy's name? Originally it was. It's like Courtney. Uh-huh. That was originally a guy's name. Then or it was, Lindsay. Yeah. Well, it's it, these days. What do you do with that? Um, so this movie, uh, it just seems to be the breakdown of this woman's mental health and reality or reality i'm not sure uh, what we're being told to think or believe or are we being told what to think or believe in this movie um as the movie goes on it just seems like oh maybe she's a little unstable uh this woman who's waiting for her girlfriend to come home Mm -hmm. who seems to not be returning her calls seems to not be showing up like she should. And uh, we're seeing flashbacks to this woman freaking out because the girlfriend's across the street with a guy Mm. on a date Mm. or in some sort of romantic embrace. Um, And we're wondering, is she seeing this flashback of something that happened very recently, something that happened before they got together Or right when their relationship started. We don't know. We're just the dumb audience. We don't know nothing. We're just sitting here wondering what's unfolding in front of our faces. The movie goes on. It gets weirder. Uh, There seem to be maybe uh, supernatural things going on. Or at the very least, weird voices coming through the vent. At first it sounds like someone's having some trouble. Then it sounds like they're maybe spooky and weird. And then at some point mocking her, repeating everything she says. Uh, There's a shadowy figure. Yeah, we do see something. People, yeah. Yeah. We see a shadowy figure in the hallway that looks like the guy from uh, um, Typo Negative, <laughs> Peter Steele. It's the silhouette of Peter Steele. Uh, we see a shadow move in the apartment 
a shadowy figure move inside the apartment that looks like maybe a little kid. Uh, so at this point, what are you guys thinking when you're watching the movie as it starts to get weirder? Is it over yet? <laughs> Is it going to turn up? Is she dad? Is the girlfriend dad? One of these people's dead and they're in hell or limbo. Is yeah, What's per- with the editing? I hate the editing where they they Remind- cut real quick to like the bottle of wine and then she's filling the glass and then she's drinking it and they do that noise between it like, yeah, what the fuck? It's not. Or when things just kind of go really frenetic and weird and then it's basically them reminding as, as Jolene has given me this, this uh, way to say it, reminding you you're watching a movie. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. 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 Um, when she's talking to a mom, Barbara Crampton, uh-huh. uh, she notices that it's daylight outside. At mom's house. At mom's house. And they're in the same place, you assume. Same, same time, time zone. zone. Yeah. Uh, and mo- she's like, what time is it? It would be a fine, creepy moment. But right after they have the picture glitch of Barbara Crampton on the video, yeah. all Marilyn Manson y. Yeah. And it's just it's like, why? You could have just left it, have her look out the window and it's night. Yeah. That's weird enough. And then go from there. You don't have to have this little glitchy thing to tell me, ooh, it's spooky. Right. Just go with it. And, oh, it looks like they've covered the building with a tarp. Mm hmm. That doesn't need to be, it just needs to be night. Her friend's at a nightclub. Yeah. At night doing nightclub stuff. Yeah. And drunk. It's not two in the afternoon. Well, her friend could be a drunk who gets drunk at two in the afternoon, but, or maybe has a day off and just, you know, I'm not judging, you know, yeah, whatever. I, I might day drink on a day off. Yeah. doesn't matter. Uh, does it? No, no, totally not. not. Really. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Constant reminders, like a, like a, a Nike commercial from the nineties, mm-hmm. constant reminders that you're watching a movie blips and zaps and beeps and boops and quick yeah. cuts. The quick cuts, the quick yeah. cuts were what got me were just, they weren't doing anything. There was nothing to warrant these quick edits. Right. You know. And to be fair, to, to be clear, rather, I go into this movie open-minded. I'm on board to let it do what it's going to do. Mm-hmm. And then yeah, it does, then, sure. Then it does this. Yeah. And I'm, Yeah, once the, the little glitchy thing happened on the screen, I was a little like, oh mainly right from the start i felt like this is all in her head or yeah it's like she's yeah you when um she's a coma patient causing planes to crash or, <laughs> or if only <laughs> yeah like it's not far into it before you realize oh it's repulsion mm-hmm. yeah a little bit of single white female thrown in there yeah yeah yeah, she just obsessed with somebody who's not actually her girlfriend. Mm-hmm. I don't know that we ever know. Does the film ever really tell us? I don't think us? it ever really tells us. I mean, and I don't need the movie to like... Spell it out. Hand deliver it, you know. They don't have to. But it'd be nice if they give you something. She wants to see that. Um, what was it? So she's Charlene, like Charlie. Mm-hmm. And then her, what was her girlfriend's name? Uh, or, or wanna be, want her to be girlfriend. Yeah, her perhaps girlfriend <laughs> is. Uh, uh, so Thea is the friend, friend friend at the nightclub, and Simone Simone is the. That's uh, right. 
she was in Orange is the New Black. Um, yeah. Emma Sim- Miles plays her. Simone is the photographer who's... Maybe her girlfriend, maybe not. Yeah, she wants her to be back. Yeah, but Simone might be with Robert. We don't know. Yeah. Nor she, do we care. Yeah. Uh, we have a 911 call that gets weird and blippy and glitchy. Mm-hmm. Her screen even kind of dissolves the n- information on it. Mm-hmm. So I want to just say as an audience, hopefully I can speak for other horror fans. We're not dumb. You don't have to give us this kind of stuff. You know, you can create eerie, creepy, spooky vibes just by maybe, or even just moody stuff. Just maybe the mom who we're told is a a bit too religious. Maybe the mom could say something that just rubs you the wrong way. Yeah. The screen doesn't need to go Marilyn Manson video glitchy on you. It really doesn't. Show us little weird things. Don't just show us tropes to tell us that there's weird things. Yeah. Mom could say, what was that behind you or something? Yeah. You know, something like that would be something. Why did you see a shadow pass by mom or, you know, behind mom? You're like, mom, who's there with you? And she's like, there's nobody here. Right. That might be creepy. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. You could do something with that anyway. Yeah. But no, you don't need that. Uh, Jillian, where are you at this far in the movie? Like, yeah, so like half an hour in, okay, it's repulsion territory. She's probably killed the woman she's obsessed with. Um, uh, the we've got the Jungian dream theory stuff going full strength. We've got the ocean. Yeah, yeah we keep cutting to symbol, photo shoot at the ocean. Symbol of the subconscious. Okay, <clears throat> that tracks. We've got the uh, the home as the as her mind thing going, you know, there's, mm-hmm. there's places covered with representations of the human body, skulls and pictures of her. And yeah. Pictures of herself and yeah. fragments of people in her, her, you know, she, or she thinks her, um, Simone, it says, talks about, uh, she likes seeing how the human body's put together from parts. Yeah. Okay. Okay. We're making it very easy to understand this film. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, baby's she... first thriller. Yeah. So it's <laughs> like a, in in Young, the, the exterior of the house is what you present to the outside world, and she shut out from that. And uh, the interior is representing your your mind. And, yeah. Uh, the basement represents your subconscious. So you've got the voice coming through the, the vents. Talks, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. So... I thought, okay, okay, we've got all, got all that. Fair enough. Fine. Yeah. Uh, but um, I was hoping it would take me to something I hadn't seen before or wasn't expecting, but... Yeah. I wasn't expecting her to do what she did to poor Barker the cat. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, everything else just played out what, you, you know, like you'd expect from the first half hour. Yeah. Um, I thought um, she carried the film well. She's... She's in every shot. Her acting, yeah, her acting required, I should say the film required uh, her to do the heavy lifting on all the acting. Yeah. Like everybody else just had like little phone call moments, but she is trudging through this movie 
descending into madness. Mm-hmm. And yeah, props to her for good acting. I will get, I will definitely yeah. agree with you on that. Um, her friend at the club doesn't have to do much except act drunk or actually be drunk. Who knows? <laughs> I, uh, I wondered how, um, um, she, she's supposed to be this character who's trying to project, uh, project herself onto other people. She doesn't like enough of her own personality. I got that. It's yeah. Like the single white female sort of thing mm-hmm. going on. But then she obviously takes a lot of care of herself. Yeah. Like physically, she didn't match the character she was playing. Yeah. She spends a lot of time working on herself and how she presents herself. And yeah. Her, her own, um, you know, confidence in herself physically. Yeah. Yeah. She's not vain about agreeing to have her nudes shown in a gallery. Yeah. And she's like ripped. She's, she's yeah. really fit. She's very fit. And she lifts that car right up over her head <laughs> in the second act. <laughs> I may or may not have paid you attention may, to this movie. Awake. <laughs> <laughs> I may have gotten up and walked around the room and done other things. Uh, like a couple loads irony. of laundry. <laughs> I, was, I was wondering where they're going with, um, I was surprised how old, old fashioned this film was. In what way? Uh, I mean, they're using new technology, but it's like another crazy lesbian. Yes. Um, yeah, I felt like mom's conversation came from the early to mid 90s. Yeah. You know, and I felt that the actress was a little too old to get that conversation from mom mm-hmm. anyway. Maybe if she was uh, in her earlier 20s or 20 even. Uh, yeah, I could she, see she mom being like, yeah, yeah, well, your roommate, blah, blah, blah. But she's supposed to be somewhere between 28 and 32. Yeah. I'm thinking like, I don't know that mom would still call her a roommate. I don't know if that, that conversation just felt really dated well, and wrong for the age of the character. I feel like, you know, not, not to just be a contrarian about this subject, but I do feel like a religious judgmental parent can sometimes push a kid into not a kid, adult child, you know, someone in their late twenties, early thirties might push them into being less than honest about their situation. I, I, I could see that. I mean, okay. The situation rang true perhaps, but I felt like the writing itself felt so early nineties. Okay. Like it didn't feel like a, Contemporary. A contemporary thing. Yeah. Uh, Mom was simply another generic religious person from the 90s. She didn't say anything real or, I don't know. Maybe she was just a figment of her imagination. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe we she could was... just answer all the problems we have with this movie with that. Yeah. You know? that, that... She was ripped because it was in her mind's eye. So, of course, she thought she was okay. hot. <laughs> No, yeah. But. <laughs> uh yeah. So uh this movie happened. But it's just that that I I found that really old fashioned that idea that because she's gay she's crazy. It, it's like uh you, yeah, you go you go back in uh movies like uh for characters like uh LGBTQ uh they're probably on the edge. Mm-hmm. On on I mean, in the last week, we've seen 
people on the right accusing those. Yeah. You know, making the same ac- accusation. But, um, yeah, artists, crazy. Uh-huh. Um, Gay artists, double crazy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah any, anything other than heteronormative is just on the edge about to go nuts and uh, kill everybody. Yeah. Um, and um, you can point to, to lots of characters like that, um, you know, psycho etc but yeah um so it's so i think it's uh i think it's superficial to say that horror movies are conservative and saying oh the other is bad yeah and we must destroy it to save normal people um because as a horror fan you identify with the other you are other you're the you're the nerd. You're the geek. You're the yeah. You know some some something the outcast has, has scared or... you as a child and has made you different. And made you appreciate being able to explore the other in horror movies. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I, I just found it very. Um, I, I don't know. I wasn't expecting it to be so you know, like conservative. Mm-hmm. I think that may be its biggest fault. Yes. Well, well, other than not really being scary, it was atmospheric. Yeah, it was moody enough, but uh, yeah, uh, yeah, I didn't think it was terribly scary. Yeah, it uh, it could have started to travel down the path of one of the things it threw out there, but it threw out three, four, five possibilities and didn't let you know. It could be pheromones. It could be a frequency. <laughs> wine. Wine. Something in the wine. <laughs> they never settle on anything. Why? She's going nuts. But Is it a gas leak? It could be a gas leak. Yeah, it could be a space virus. She, she's just nuts and needy. Yeah. Yeah, that's, the, that's kind of where it lands, doesn't it? Yeah. I mean, and for whatever reason, she ended up, you know, was, was the, the home life a little overbearing? Probably, yeah. Would it make you murder someone and kill animals and, you know, imagine 911 calls? I, I don't think so. Uh, we've probably all known somebody who was bipolar. You know, I was in a relationship with a woman who was bipolar and it was very challenging sometimes. It was more challenging after a breakup. Mm. I will say there was some scary moments. Uh, so I don't doubt that that kind of thing uh, happens a lot and by all means could end up in a movie and be something that uh, could give you some really tense scenes because uh, I was told I was going to be run over by a car. <laughs> of course, uh, you know, uh, I disabled the car handily, but <laughs> rather... picked it up right over your head when, no. when you knew she was going to be driving down a mountain road. And... <laughs> yeah. No, I just popped the hood and pulled the wire. We can cut all this stuff out later. Yeah, it's okay. I, this was this was like over twenty years ago. Oh, okay. So I, it was a... no statute of limitations on murder. Well, it was. Eh. Yeah, that's true. Attempted murder. I think you could probably still. It was merely mayhem. There was no murder. It was just grievous bodily harm. I think I've just realized I should press charges. (laughs) Someone should. 
Well, I popped the hood and pulled the uh, starter coil wire. Yeah. That's all it took. I said, you can have this back when you simmer down. <laughs> I'm gonna, simmer down. <laughs> I'm going to get out of here now. <laughs> so, that, you know, it's like you could go out to a auto parts store and buy another one of these. Does, does that work when you tell someone that you've sabotaged their car and they, oh. they should calm down? Well, no. when they're in the car about to run you over. <laughs> okay. It's, or, it's, or telling you they're about to run you over. The best thing you could do is run someplace that cars can't go or disable the car and then go someplace else, which is what I chose. You're supposed to grab the person by both shoulders and yell at them, calm down. Oh. That's the only way, perhaps slap them a couple times. Okay. Yeah. If you're, but make sure you really scream, calm down. Yeah. The shrillest voice you can muster. Yep. So, uh, it works every time they calm down immediately. Yeah. It just takes the wind right out of their sails. <laughs> so yeah, there's no reason to edit that out. I think that's a, that's a, a personal experience that I can say, uh, you know, nothing needed to get glitchy and fuzzy around the edges and yeah. get jittery. It was just like, wow, there is some, uh, very heightened emotion going on here that is very unreasonable. And, uh, wow, I don't want to be around it. Yeah. So maybe that's everyone in this character's life is like things get really heightened and really emotional and I don't want to be around it. Charlie's nuts. <laughs> that's what the friends say when she's not around. But then they want to invite her out to the bar. Well, she is fun though. Cause yeah, sometimes she's manic. Right. And when manic, manic Charlie shows, shows up. up, it's, it's a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah. But when depressed Charlie shows up, watch out. Yeah. You know, and then they find out that maybe Manic Charlie's not any fun either because she murdered someone. <laughs> yeah. So does the friend end up in a trunk? Mm-hmm. Wrapped in plastic. Wrapped in plastic. She's dead. Just uh, like a couch. I was thinking <laughs> I was thinking more like rope. The Hitchcock film. Uh-huh. Oh. Yeah, but they were so arrogant. They were serving food and drinks off of the trunk that the uh, dead roommate was in. Yeah. They didn't have a good reason for killing that roommate, did they? No, they wanted, <clears throat> Not wanted that it, to have fun. And they wanted to kill someone. Because they were so arrogant. And smart. Entitled. And then they left their eyeglasses right there next to the body. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah. Oh, well, that's not rope, but... <laughs> <laughs> Same thing. Leopold and Loeb. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, anything else uh, digging into this movie that we want to talk about? Uh, I wondered about the names, if there was any meaning to them, because she's Charlene, but she's referred to as Charlie for almost all of it. Yeah. Um, so, um, uh, the cat's named Barker, although barking is a dog trait mm-hmm. and the name Barker refers to a family that's been involved in tanning leather oh really oh okay uh, is that where a Barker lounger gets its name because it's a leather that's a Barker oh it's Barker yeah <laughs> it's not Barker okay no it's Barker what does that I don't mean? know what it means but <laughs> okay it's not uh, Barker lounger and I'm not saying I, I derived any special <laughs> meaning from these things but I was, I was wondering <clears throat> uh, Thea Simone Thea yeah, I don't know what. So Simone is like. I, I couldn't. 
I don't know. I don't know either. what the meaning of Simon is, apart from being a... Like, the male version is Simon. Yeah. So it's a name with an easily transferable gender. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, Thea means goddess in Greek. Okay. She's the friend at the nightclub. Um, but anyway, possibly I just had too much... Uh, time to think about names while I was watching this movie. <laughs> right. While you're watching all of the stuff unfold. Yeah, so Charlie Crane... Simon means hear or listen. Oh. oh, okay. Okay. I don't know if that adds anything to anything. Yeah, so the main character's name is Charlie Crane. I don't know if that sort of a bird adds anything. Like, we're reading probably too much into it. I don't think anyone... Writing the movie, thought about what the names of the characters should mean. I think they're just like, what's Damn a cool, it. what's a cool name for a character? Mm. Uh, Simone. Um, the nine one one calls I thought were really weird because what should have happened. This is just me rewriting the movie to make it more to my liking. Was that you know the character should be completely disregarded by 911 and then warned off of doing it again or the cops show up and she's not able to answer the door for some dumb reason like she locked herself in a pantry or something i don't know but uh yeah that kind of that was just another thread that went nowhere it just showed that she wasn't really in touch and we weren't sure the the, the most realistic communications she had were with her drunk friend and her religious mom. Those seemed like they actually happened. The 911 calls seemed like they didn't. Uh, we're not even sure she was getting through to, well, we know she wasn't getting through to her girlfriend cause she murdered her. And I don't think we were left to doubt that at the end of the movie, were we? No, I don't think so. Yeah. It seemed, <clears throat> seemed like the murder actually happened prior to the events of the film. Mm. So it was just madness descent into further madness. If we were to describe it, right? Yeah. Because sane people don't murder people and put them in a trunk and then imagine they didn't do it. Probably not. So, yeah, if there's nothing else about it, then we should do the recommends. Well, nope. Pass. <laughs> what is something similar to this that you would recommend? Uh, Can you think of anything? I think we've already said it. Yeah, what were those? Repulsion and uh, single white female. There you go. Single white female. Good point. Um, at one point, the uh, the crazy roommate goes into the storage area, gets the big suitcase out, checks to see if a body will fit by climbing into it. Uh-huh. That's cool. More of that, please. <laughs> Julian, uh, recommend it? Mm, I, not really. Um, I, I'm, I I like the performances and photography's not bad and you had a bit of mood and it's got Barbara Crampton. Briefly. Um yeah. Uh, I'd like to see them do other stuff. Yeah. I would too. Uh, I 
I would recommend it with one caveat that I would recommend it to say, if you want to see basically a one person show, which is essentially what this is. Uh, like I said earlier, one actor doing all the heavy lifting, um, props to Emily Bennett. Great job. I mean, great job. Um, this could be probably with a few pickup shots and some editing could be turned into something pretty creepy, pretty eerie, you know, like, like we said, maybe the mom sees something behind her and we don't do the glitches and, uh, maybe some of the other warped reality stuff isn't happening, but we add something else. Maybe she's being haunted telltale heart style by her (laughs) dead lover slash roommate. I don't know. I think you, you nailed it while calling them the glitchies <laughs> and that we should change the title to the glitchies and their little electronic gremlins that crawl out of her phone. Yeah. The glitchies. But, uh, yeah, I would say I don't recommend it on one hand, but on the other hand, I can say, watch, if you've watched everything else. <laughs> this is another, there's movie. nothing left. You can watch this one. If you've run through everything Tubi has. Yeah. Uh, now this one, uh, is is on shutter and uh i think if you're a fan of horror and you want to watch how somebody can do a one-person play essentially watch pearl (laughs) okay fair enough (laughs) Uh, i appreciate the covid film but man they are stinkers other than pearl that i've seen i watched another one where lady and her junior version of herself are walking down the streets in hollywood and they meet celebrities they're playing people they're not playing themselves but like fred armison's out on his patio and he starts talking to him and there's some supernatural element there i don't remember what it's called but it was so bad i had to turn it off and i've sat through absolute dreck and uh, <laughs> it was just, it was cutesy f- uh, with no self-awareness or maybe too much self-awareness. I don't know. It was quirky, but not really. Yeah. Yeah. Manufactured quirkiness or something. Yeah. That, that's right up there with like forced randomness. Men was good. It was a COVID film. Yeah. You know? Yeah, there's there's been a few of them. Yeah. Yeah, that was quite a challenge, I think. You know, that, as far as points in film history <laughs> where things have been difficult, that had to have been one of the more difficult ones. It's like yeah. try to put something together, make it work, and get it out there without theaters being open. Yeah. Or waiting until they're open again and then not really up to the, uh, the box office numbers that there used to be. The whole model, it's just like, you know, in-person shopping is going away and everyone's just buying everything on Amazon. Movies are kind of the same way. Like, people don't tend to go out to the theater very much unless it's a cool event. Like, oh, they're putting Jaws back out on the big screen, you know, or... With updated effects. <laughs> yeah. The shark works this time. We can we can add him back into all the scenes where they couldn't use him. Yeah. yeah. It'll be great. It'll be so good. We'll see the shark in every scene. Get rid of that music. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. We get rid of the music because the shark is there immediately. Yeah, and then we can yeah. have a glitchy 
shark attack. Ooh, because it may be driven by AI. Ooh, AI shark movies. Shark, uh, Jaws 5. Yep. I think that would be, uh, God, is there is there a number You that... could call it Shark. Shark. Yes. Five Hark. <laughs> there you go. Five Hark. <laughs> I love that. Five Hark. Yeah. I think we've written a better movie <laughs> just sitting here. Who needs AI to write your movies and limericks? We could do them right here. All right. Uh, I think you're up next, Will. Yeah. What I you... have to find something. Oh, uh, how about don't go near the park? <laughs> Sounds good to me. <laughs> Seriously? Yeah, why not? Okay. Joel. Sounded fantastic. Oh, s- subject yourself to it. Go like on. it made no sense at all. I warned you. I warned you all. <laughs> I shot him five times. I said, don't go near the park. <laughs> or was it six? I shot him six times. <laughs> Maybe there's a phantom of the park in the park you're not supposed to go into. Yeah. And he's fighting Kiss. He's fighting Kiss <laughs> under, under a roller coaster. <laughs> That's why you shouldn't go near the park. Yeah. The shitty Kiss movie. <laughs> is it redundant to say shitty Kiss movie? Yes, it is. Okay. The Kiss movie. Which I really enjoy, by the way. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's, yeah. But it's not a good movie. No, it you is not. You can't fool yourself thinking, this is a good movie because I enjoy it. Hanna-Barbera made it. From the people who brought you the Hair Bear Bunch. <laughs> Jabberjaw and Dune Buggy. Oh, God. God damn all those cartoons. It really showed you that adults hate children. <laughs> well, I enjoy Satan's Blade. Oh, I can't wait. <laughs> Sounds like another nutty film. Yeah. So we're going to do Don't Go Near the Park. Don't Go Near the Park. All right. Listeners, thank you for listening. Stay out of the park.